This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another edition of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Room Material brand for Thursday, June the 23rd, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop for everything that you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. Headlines scours all the wrestling websites and the multimedia platforms to give you a comprehensive look at what's happening in the world of professional wrestling. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's go to the headlines. Right now over at E-Wrestling News, Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. John Moxley goes in depth about his struggles with alcoholism and talks about his time in rehab. During the latest edition of Sessions with Renee, AEW star John Moxley went into great detail about his struggles with alcoholism and entering rehab last year. Now, his struggles with alcoholism. Yeah, night sweats, crazy night sweats, crazy nightmares. My chemicals were all imbalanced, wacky mood swings. When I say it hasn't been easy, the not drinking part is easy. It's not like I have the desire to drink or the desire to want to go drink. I don't even imagine drinking right now. Not the drinking is the hard part. I wanted to stop drinking for a long time. I was trying to quit drinking. Just dealing with all the after effects of what happens physically when your body goes through this crazy metamorphosis. Trying to recalibrate itself has not been very easy. I'm on a national television stage. All these things are happening right now. So everything is in front of me and I'm in front of everybody. A lot of people in my position would have stayed in rehab a lot longer. Stayed in hiding for a lot longer. I was done in three months. The one therapist I had straight up told me that I should retire. Start a wrestling school. Train some students 
students. You know what the problem is? You gotta get out of there. I don't think that's the case. I went in on Halloween night and was back on TV in January. It makes me feel a little self-conscious. Everyone's staring at me. I know I just can't really care about that. The big part of rehab is getting the relief that I need to get now. Now, there's nothing I'm supposed to be hiding at this point. I don't know what people's reactions were going to be. Now, what it was like going through rehab. Moxley would then go on to say, when you first go into rehab, they take your phone. However, after good behavior, you'll eventually get it back. One day, they called me out in front and said, you can have your phone back. I was feeling really good about everything. So happy not having a phone. I made a weird face and she's like, don't you want it back? And I said, you can keep it here. Lock it up. You can keep it. I just went back and had some good time. I felt really good when I finally decided to let go. I went into rehab. I lived in Vegas at the time. And when I got out, I didn't live in Vegas anymore. I went straight to the airport. And when I got there, I didn't turn my phone on. I didn't even turn it on the whole time. I realized how great it feels. The air was sweeter. The sounds and the sights are so much better. You don't have a TV. You don't have a room with a bed. It's just a chair and a bathroom. No radio, no computer, no nothing. A little library to read books. And that was about it. Your sleep is all messed up and it's really hard, but you start to understand. You're up at seven for all the activities and then you come busting in your room to make sure you're not dead. A lot of time it's just sitting around, staring out the wall and the ceiling, but actually it was great. Being disconnected eventually felt so great very quick. I didn't want to go back. I did like being connected, but I highly recommend it. People couldn't fathom not being on their phone, but guess what? You can do it. If you'd like to find out more about what John Moxley had to say about rehab and his addiction to alcohol, please go ahead and follow Ryan Clark on eWrestling News. Now, Ryan Clark also has another article that is trending right now on eWrestling News, and it's about Cody Hall. Cody Hall opens up about the legacy of his father, the late Scott Hall, and what it's been like dealing with him since he has passed away. Cody Hall, the son of late WWE Hall of Famer Scott Hall, was a recent guest on Insight with Chris Van Vliet podcast and commented on his father's legacy, dealing with his passing, his own career in pro wrestling, and so much more. Now, on wearing his father's Hall of Fame ring, I mean, I would much rather have my father wearing the ring, but it takes me back to all the memories, all the times I wish I could talk to him about LA and all the stuff that I'd like for him to do with me. I feel like that all the time when I look at this, at least I know I have a part of him that is currently with me. Now on why he stepped away from wrestling and then he made a return. He would go on to say, so like I said, wrestling can be a lot of things. It can be good or bad. There are highs and there are also lows. I felt like I was kind of experiencing both and I felt more of the lows, unfortunately. I've been living in Japan, so living abroad can be exciting, but it can also be tough. I had some personal stuff too that I was going through. I was getting to be around 30, and even though I love wrestling and it's my passion, there were other things that needed to make me happy. So I kind of thought about stepping away and finding myself, other things in life. At the time, I missed it. I considered coming back, but of course losing my father, seeing all the outpour and the love, seeing what I meant to people, remembering all those experiences I had, and the traveling and meeting everyone, it just made me appreciate it even that more. Now, I'm thinking about living up to his father's legacy. He would go on to say, yeah, I used to think it was one of my burdens to bear, but now I've been trying to see it as my torch to carry. So I'm proud that my father was a great man who lived a great life and did things greatly while he was living. He lived a full life and I'm very happy for him and proud, but it is hard. Every show that I go to, people want to say how much they love my father and how he was the coolest and he was the best. And that's kind of hard to live down. It's hard over time, but you know what? Sometimes I have to step out of that shadow. So I always have to realize can't really have an inferior complex like that. With everything being said with Cody Hall, definitely follow E-Wrestling News as they will have all the latest news on this. Continuing on with the news, Ryan Clark writing in about Gail Kim. She called Mia Yim to reassure her during the retribution angle that they were running. During a recent interview with TNA 20 years later, Impact Wrestling 
executive Gail Kim recalled the time she called Mia Yim during the Retribution storyline in WWE to reassure her that things were gonna be okay. In a quote it was, I knew Mia Yim was kind of doing that whole Retribution thing there and had a mask on her. You know, knowing Mia all these years and knowing her, I knew, well, this isn't really her and I wonder if she's even happy at this point. And so I just reached out to her to reassure her, hey, don't forget how talented you are and realize that's not just who you are under the mask. Yim was then released by WWE in November of 2021. The former made her return to Impact Wrestling at Under Siege this past May. For more information on this, please continue to follow. Brian Clark will have more. Kurt Angle's also making news today. Kurt Angle once again restates that he will no longer wrestle again due to his double knee replacement surgery. During a recent appearance on the two-man Power Trip Wrestling podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle commented on his decision to undergo double knee replacement surgery, and that means he'll never wrestle again. On his decision to have surgery, he would go on to say, well, you know, usually you have one done at a time, but so destabilizing. So at the end of the day, I wanted to get them out of the way. I just wanted to get them done and move forward with my life and not have to worry about going down that road again. I can walk around now. I'm still in a lot of pain, though, but Kurt realized, you know what? It's better to to get through it now than go through it later in life. Now on his comments on never wrestling again, my knees are shot. I had to have them both done. I didn't have a choice. Now having two knee replacements, no. I'm not going to mess those knees up. I have no idea what would happen to me. I don't. I'm not going to do it. With that being said, continue to follow Ryan Clark and E-Wrestling News as they will have more information on the Kurt Angle interview. Matt Hardy says he's all good following the AAA Triple Mania show where he was reportedly injured. Previously reported that AEW star Matt Hardy was banged up following his tag team match at AAA Triple Mania in Tijuana. Now Matt Hardy and Johnny Hardy, also known as John Morrison, defeated Dragon Lee and Drestico. Earlier today, Matt took to Twitter to announce that he's all good after the bout. He would say in a quote, sorry to disappoint, but I'm all good ladies and gentlemen. I was at AEW Dynamite tonight and I'm good to go. Also, I love and enjoyed my experience at Triple Mania 30. Thanks. If you'd like to find out more about what's going on with Triple Mania, but also follow along what's going on with Matt Hardy. Follow E-Wrestling News and they will have more information. AEW Dynamite, the ratings are in from last night's Dynamite. Andrew Ravens is writing in this hour, this week's episode of AEW Dynamite on TBS pulled 878,000 viewers, which is up from last week's 761,000. Now the sh show drew a .31 rating in the 18-49 to 49 demo, which is up from last week's .28. Now that was the go-home show. This is for Sunday's Forbidden Door event. AEW Dynamite was ranked number one in the 150 shows on cable TV. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported the numbers that the show went ahead with the NHL playoffs, which did dominate the night. For more information on AEW Dynamite and their ratings and all the analytics, follow Andrew Ravens as he has all of this trending right now over at E-Wrestling News. Continuing with the headlines, there's backstage news information on Ric Flair's final match and the reason why Ricky Steamboat will not participate in it. Ric Flair's last match is slated to take place in Nashville, Tennessee on July the 31st. Now, Fightful Select reports that the working plan is to do a tag team match, but some names are in mind, but nothing still has been finalized. Ricky Steamboat has been courted around by many people, stating that he would be a part of the final match along with the Rock and Roll Express to tag with FTR and Ric Flair. Now, several hurdles unfortunately came into the way. Despite having interest in doing the match, Steamboat's asking price was extremely high. Steamboat 
did meet and discuss the possibility of the match, but the terms could not be met. FDR has yet to gain clearance for the match from AEW or Tony Khan either. And finally, original plans were for it to be in Chicago before pivoting to Nashville. Now, so many things are happening right now, and so many things are still up in the air about Ric Flair's final match. Will the Rock and Roll Express still be a part of it? Who will Flair's opponent be? And will it be a tag match, or will it be a singles match at this point? So many things are unknown. Continue to follow E-Wrestling News and Andrew Ravens as he will have more information on this ongoing developing story. Josh Alexander's to defend the Impact World title against MLW's Jacob Fatu at Ric Flair's last wrestling match event. The second match that's been announced for Ric Flair's last match event. In a tweet that went out by StarCast founder Conrad Thompson, it was revealed that current Impact World champion Josh Alexander will defend his title against MLW's Jacob Fatu at the show. Tickets for the event are going to go on sale this Friday, June 24th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard. Flair's opponent for his final match, as we stated before, it's still unknown, but he has confirmed it will be a six-man tag. Well, he will be teaming up with FTR. However, as we reported before, we still haven't found out if Tony Khan will allow FTR to go ahead and compete in that. Stay tuned, and we will find out more about the ongoing saga of Ric Flair's final match. Kyle O'Reilly is making news today. Tony confirms that Kyle O'Reilly has gotten the injury bug. Kyle O'Reilly revealed during Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite that he's dealing with an injury. Now, this is not a storyline, as AEW CEO Tony Khan confirmed it's a legit injury on the latest episode of AEW Unrestricted Podcast. He would go on to say, and I quote, Kyle O'Reilly has been on fire. That's the real life. That's legitimate. But he also has a legitimate injury. Kyle O'Reilly is out right now. Not even sure how long it's going to be. It's a big loss, and we weren't expecting that. Now, as many of you guys know, AEW has gotten bitten by the injury bug by so many other stars, and it seems like things continue to happen. Follow E-Wrestling News and Andrew Ravens as more information will be coming down about the length and the time frame that Kyle Riley may possibly be out. Andrew Ravens is also writing in this hour for E-Wrestling News. Johnny Gorgano will be in Chicago on Sunday, but only during the day. Now, Johnny Gorgano will be in Chicago, Illinois on Sunday. That happens to be the site of the AEW New Japan Forbidden Door. However, the former WWE NXT star made it very clear he's only going to be there for eight hours where he'll be doing an autograph signing. Now, there had been some speculation that Gorgano or Cesaro might be the mystery opponent for Zack Sabre Jr. at the show. Now, this is what Gorgano ended up writing. This Sunday, June 26, I'll be in Chicago at the Chicago Card Show presented by Midwest Sports Buffet. I'll be signing autographs in the morning. I promise you, this is ridiculously coincidental that I'm being booked at this at the same time as AEW. I'll only be in Chicago for eight hours. I also realize in saying this that only 5% of you are going to believe that I'm actually telling the truth. With more information on what might happen with Johnny Gorgano and his future in wrestling, continue to follow Andrew Ravens and E-Wrestling News as they will give you all the details on him. Thomas Lawson's also writing in at this hour more WWE news regarding the investigation into Vince McMahon. Now, more legal firms have launched investigations into WWE's business practices following allegations of an affair and hush money payment arranged by Vince McMahon. McMahon is alleged to have had an affair with a female paralegal who left WWE and reportedly arranged a $3 million hush payment part of a no-disclosure agreement. Now, other firms have joined in to start the investigation, believing that WWE withholding information with their investors that could be costing them money. Now, WWE did not disclose to investors that McMahon was being investigated until the Wall Street Journal came out, at which point WWE stock dropped significantly. Now, in addition to these two, five other firms have launched investigations into WWE, bringing the total number to seven. McMahon has stepped down as WWE CEO in 
chairman with his daughter Stephanie serving as the role of an interim capacity. You can follow more on this developing story and the other possible legal ramifications going towards WWE as Thomas Lawson reports. Andrew Ravens is also reporting at this hour, WWE announces Money in the Bank store details. Now many people realize that Money in the Bank is one of the most prestigious pay-per-views during the course of the year. The winner of the male and female Money in the Bank will ultimately get WWE title shots at any point in time that they can cash in the golden briefcase. Now many wrestling fans also know that wrestlers have been incredibly successful with cashing in their briefcase. Now what does that mean? Well WWE is hoping right now that they can continue to cash in on that. With more information WWE has announced that regarding the 2022 Money in the Bank they are going to go ahead and have official merchandise. They've gone on and said get your exclusive WWE merchandise at Money in the Bank store at the MGM Grand. WWE announced that they will now officially have a store inside MGM Grand for Thursday, June 30th through Saturday, July 2nd. Members of the WWE Universe will have a chance to shop at the largest selection of WWE Money in the Bank merch ever. The Money in the Bank store will be closed in the district around the MGM Grand. For more information on this, continue following eWrestling News as they will give you more information as the event grows closer. Sky Blue has gotten the injury bug again. Sky Blue is out with an injury. There's been a trademark filed for wrestling at the chase and so much more. But let's first get to Sky Blue. AEW and NWA star Sky Blue is currently out of action due to another injury. Additionally, Red Velvet has also been sidelined with an undisclosed injury. A trademark has been filed for Wrestling at the Chase. These include Seven Church Cosmos Entertainment Productions, Kevin DePue, B, DBA, Silverback Video, and Robert Koplar of Koplar Communications. All three applied on June the 17th for GNS Entertainment. Now finally, a GoFundMe has been set up for an independent wrestler, Heidi Katrina, who broke her arm during a match in Israel. Fans can go over there and go donate money for her. For more information on Sky Blue and other wrestlers such as Velvet Sky who've been caught by the injury bug, go ahead and follow Brandon Ewing who has all the information over on E-Wrestling News. Brandon Ewing's also writing at this hour that Trevor Murdoch says his second reign as NWA World Heavyweight Champion, well this one is for him. During a recent appearance on the Shining Wizards podcast, NWA World Champion Trevor Murdoch talked about his current reign which is his second one as champion stating how this run is more for him this time. Now also wanting a rematch with Matt Cardona. Me and Matt are going to have our dance again. Whether I'm world champion or not, he owes me a W, and I'm going to get that. Uh, would I rather have had Matt in there for the world championship? Sure, absolutely. I'm the world's heavyweight champion. That means I beat the best, and Matt's one of the best. He's lucky that unfortunately he has a bicep tear. Once I knew that happened, my attention moved directly to Nick Aldis because I knew working with Nick was like, oh man, I was swarming all over that. One of the things I learned from my first run was when I was chasing after the championship, I chased and chased and chased Nick everywhere. I was relentless. And while doing so, I didn't realize that I was burning myself out. I wasn't able to be world champion. I wanted to be Matt Cardona, and I wanted to do what he capitalized on. Now this time, it's going to be a whole lot different. Not to mention, I've waited. I sat back and I've waited for my right moment and what was right for me. I told everybody, it wouldn't surprise me. I've been telling people for weeks, I'm going and I'm going to be world champion again. Now they have to listen to me. Guess what? I did it. If you'd like to find out 
more about what Trevor Murdoch had to say, go ahead and continue to follow E-Wrestling News as they will have the latest and follow the Shining Wizards podcast as they bring you some of the most exclusive interviews with the biggest stars in the wrestling industry. Brandon Ewing's also writing in today, Bully Ray recalls the pitch for Aces and Eights storyline that was in TNA. Now, as many of you guys realize, Aces and Eights was a storyline used in TNA many years ago. It was a faction that kind of resembled the NWO, but slightly different. During the latest edition of 83 Weeks podcast, Bully Ray commented on being offered the Aces and Eights storyline pitch from Eric Bischoff and how he began to embrace the role as the faction leader that ultimately would take Bully Ray to the main event level in Impact Wrestling. Now, Bully Ray on Eric Bischoff pitching the Aces and Eights idea. Bully would go on to say, and I quote, I was never a fan of Sons of Anarchy. I never really watched it. I had heard about it because it was so popular. The boys would be talking about it out there and it was mainstream media. I was never into the whole biker scene either. Just not my thing. I know Eric Bischoff was. He's a guy who likes to ride. I never forgot I was standing in front of Eric Bischoff backstage at TNA and we used to record at Universal. So me and Eric were establishing a relationship since he had taken over in creative. I was doing the Bully Ray thing and I was doing my own version of Bully and I was presenting to me a little bit different. Then Eric came up to me and said, you ever see yourself as a leader of a motorcycle group? In my head, I'm like, that's the worst idea I've ever been told to me. I'm not in a motorcycle group type of thing. Just think of like the Undertake motorcycle group or any other motorcycle gang group that has ever been in pro wrestling. And I'm like, no, that's not what I want to do. This is not my version of what I want Bully Ray to be. But if the booker is coming up to you with a plan, you know he's pulling you to the side for a reason. I think my exact line was, if you think that's the best utilization of my character, I guess I'm on board. Now, on embracing the role in the faction and where it ranks among his career accomplishments. He would say, coming up in the wrestling business old school, if the booker, the owner, the promoter comes to you with an idea that means that they have a vision and they think you're the best person for it, at least in the group's decision, you should portray that role. To say no would have never been a good idea. You never like to say no, so I always look at it as a challenge and a hell of an opportunity with myself and Eric working close together with the rest of the guys. I think we knocked it out of the park. It's a body of work that I'm proud of in my career as far as my tag team accomplishments. If you'd like to find out more about what Bully Ray had to say about the Aces and Eight storyline back in the TNA days, definitely follow Brandon Ewing and as he is this article trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. Andrew Ravens is also writing, here's the final lineup for tonight's MLW Battle Riot and subsequent TV tapings. MLW is in Queens, New York Thursday night for an event titled Battle Riot. Here are the final ones. Alex Hammerstone is the champion versus Bandito for the World Heavyweight title. Now, also Jacob Fatu versus The Real One. Killer Cross with Scarlett Bordeaux is taking on Mad Cross. For the National Openweight Championship, Alex Kane is the champion taking on Davey Richards. Now, the Middleweight Championship in a four-way match, Myron Reed is the champion versus Lince Dorado versus La Estresta versus Arez. Now the Women's World Featherweight Championship, Taya Valkyrie takes on Brittany Blake and the Samoan SWAT team versus Ross and Marshall the Von Erichs. Scarlett Bordeaux then steps in the ring versus Clara Carreras. And then finally the Battle Riot match. Who will be the one outlasting whom out of 39 other wrestlers to earn a shot at the world champion? Find out tonight, June the 23rd at the Big Apple in the Melrose Ballroom. So many people are going to be participating in this. You're not 
not going to want to miss it. With more on this, continue to follow eWrestling News as they will give you all the latest leading up to bell time for the big event that's scheduled to happen. Continuing on, we're going to find out more about WWE superstars and what they're expected to be paid for their video game for WWE 2K22. Ex-WWE superstars have expressed their surprise over being included in the latest video game and after they were cut from the roster. WWE 2K22 was released this March after being delayed from the original 2021 fourth quarter window. It was also later reported that the delay was partly due to the developers needing to update the game because of all the roster cuts that had been made. Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful reported that several released wrestlers were expecting something in the way of royalties. In a quote, he would say, We have spoken to several members of WWE 2K22 roster that have been released along the way since they were scanned into the video game. None of them that we spoke to were informed explicitly ahead of the announcement they'd be included in the game, but some caught wind of it days prior. We've spoken to numerous wrestlers who weren't told outright that they'd be getting paid for it either, but they expect something later on this year. Now, WWE 2K22 has been met with positive reviews so far following the disastrous launch of WWE 2K20 in late 2019. For more information on all of this, continue to follow eWrestling News as they will give you all the latest developments on the video game, who was scanned in, who wasn't, who's getting paid, and who is not. Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour, Happy Corbin fires back at claims that WWE made a mistake by hiring him. WWE superstar Happy Corbin had no time for a fan or their poor grammar who claimed the company made a mistake when they hired him. Corbin was hired by WWE in 2012 and has been prominently featured since being called up to the main roster in 2016. Now a fan on Twitter told Corbin that WWE made a mistake by hiring him and then Corbin would write back and that's the same thing your mother says about you. Corbin is a former WWE United States Champion, former King in the Ring, and former Authority figure. For more information on all of this, follow eWrestling News as they will give you all of the latest details about what's happening in this interaction with a fan on social media. With that being said, those are all the headlines that are trending right now. If you'd like to find out more about what's happening, continue to follow eWrestling News and follow all of their writers. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland and we will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. The world of MLW Radio never stops.